Welcome to Wyoming Pathway to Adventure, places to go and ways to enjoy Wyoming's great outdoors. Brought to you by Wyoming State Parks, Office of Outdoor Recreation. Howdy! This is Pathfinder Bruce Shiliano, and our guest today is Jeremy Dedick and Caleb Carter from Bent Sprockets in Newcastle. Hello, gentlemen. Hey, Bruce. Hello. So, Caleb, tell us a little bit about Bent Sprockets. Yeah, so Bent Sprockets is a nonprofit organization uh, located here in Newcastle, Wyoming, in Weston County, and we are here for the purpose of promoting and enhancing the opportunities for outdoor recreation in the county uh, to maintain trails, to inspire people to get outside to provide those opportunities through events and, and through instruction. And uh, uh, yeah, just really excited to provide people the opportunity to get out. What are some projects, Jeremy, that uh, the organization has been working on? Bruce, we've been working on trail access and accessibility and a couple of different events. Currently, we have two different trail projects that are active uh, where we are increasing the, the accessibility to those trails and to those areas. So we have the old quarry trails, which are east of Newcastle. It's an old quarry, like the name says, that's being modified into walking, running, and mountain bike trails. We have about six miles of trail there. We're working hand-in-hand -hand with the BLM. It's a really neat project of how well different organizations can work together. It gives us a good winter place to go if you don't want to wade through snow to get out and enjoy the outdoors. That site is really good. It's been really quite nice to see people getting out and using our trails at the old quarry trails. So those are six miles east of Newcastle. It's got a nice south-facing slope, so you can see some mule deer and antelope even in January and February. And you might be walking through three inches of snow and then the next day have dirt to walk on or ride your mountain bike on. Very family-friendly, pet-friendly. So that's our latest trail system that we're working on. And we, we took a pause during the winter months on our mountain bike project, trail project, on the Flying V trail system. So the Flying V trail system is 17 miles of trail, most of which is adaptive, rideable. So that makes it, means that it's more accessible for people with different abilities. Now those are adaptive bikes? Yes, Bruce, yeah. So they have, what we did is on our last project, we went through a handful of our trails and we didn't wanna dumb the trails down. That's not what we're looking to do but make them accessible. So we made the, the trail bed 40 inches wide. That means you still might have a steep slope to climb or a steep slope to go down, but if you have an adaptive bike, that your wheelbase should be able to traverse most of these trails. Well, Caleb, could you tell us a little bit more about adaptive bikes? Yeah, so adaptive bikes are uh, typically a three-wheeled bike. They can be uh, a purely hand crank uh, powered, they can be electric assist um, and hand crank. They could also be, in some cases, a purely electric uh, bike. So there's a lot of different options out there. And that technology is, is growing and increasing pretty rapidly right now, which is really exciting. Um, in fact, 
there's a lot of these people that I watch on YouTube, they ride more extreme stuff than I do on a, a regular two-wheeled mountain bike. So, and they're really looking to ride the same kind of terrain that anybody else on a regular mountain bike wants to ride. They just need trails that are accessible, you know, like Jeremy said, you know, in a width wise, and then also the camber of the trail um, so that they can minimize the risk of rollovers. Now, what is camber? So that's more the, uh, the side-to-side lean of the trail. Sometimes, you know, we, we can get trails if they're not built, you know, I guess well, flat, you know, on a side-to-side basis. If they get tipped too far to the side, they could potentially roll over. So. Now, you mentioned electric assist. Um, are electric-assisted bicycles allowed on the Flying V trails? Yes, in this instance, they would be. It would be very similar to rules pertaining to handicap accessibility. So it's is considered a wheelchair, and if that's the definition, that's the definition that's used. So then you can have power adaptive bikes, whether it's on the old quarry trails or on the Flying V. Both of those would be allowed under that same stipulation. Now that being said, that that doesn't mean these trails are ADA compliant. That's that's a different compliance but these do increase the accessibility of these trails for a different and more users, and that's what we're wanting. Now, if someone uh, wanted to use an adaptive bike on the Flying V trails, do you have information regarding the grade and the camber, et cetera, available for folks like that, that they could get more information? Well, on our website uh, at bentsprocketswy.org, we do have uh, a map on there that delineates the specifics on width for the various trails. I don't believe we have information related to the camber of those trails. And some of these things, things we're still learning about and trying to determine the best way to label these trails um, and the best way to approach that. It, it's kind of been a learning experience on our end as to how to go about that. But could folks contact you directly through your website if they had specific questions? Yeah, yep, there is uh, contact us information on the, on the website, yep. We would for sure love the direct uh, request for information. We would give them as anybody, any, whether it's an adaptive user or just a user, if they have questions specific to the trails, we'd be very happy to, to give one-on-one information. So we talked about the Flying V trails and the old quarry trails. Um, I understand you have another trail that the organization also maintains. We also have the Serenity Trail that we help maintain. That is one that's used a lot locally. It's close to town. It's two miles from town, from the four-way stop, which if you ever come to Newcastle, you'll see why that's a, a notable landmark. It's uh, two miles from town. And that has, that's a good walking trail. It's moderate weather, so days like today when there's snow still up at the V or other, other places, the, fly, uh, the Serenity Trail is still accessible as well. And it is open to mountain bikes as well too. So that's two miles, it has a little bit of a grade, some steep areas, but overall a good family fun, easy walking trail through some nice pine trees and rock outcrops, stuff like that. Now, some folks may not be familiar with Newcastle or the landscape around here. Caleb, how would you describe the area around Newcastle? Well, so one of the things that that I really like about Newcastle is it's right on the edge of the Black Hills. 
And so uh, we get the benefit of, of uh, the very terrain that the Black Hills have to offer. And, you know, a lot of people think, well, you know, the best trails are over in the mountains and such. And, and yeah, people may not say the Black Hills are mountains per se, but the undulating topography of the Black Hills and the up and the down really does provide for some really in interesting and, and fun trail systems. Also get to see a lot of varied terrain and you can go all the way from, you know, grassland into to mesquite slopes all the way up into pine. So it makes it really fun in that regard because you get to see a lot of varied terrain. And we still do have some challenging trails. And, and I think it, it makes it a lot of fun. You know, yeah, I'm going to jump in, Bruce, and add on. So we do go out to the prairie. And we have the trails that Ben Sprockets maintains and work on. But Weston County has over 120 miles of single track trail. What that means is it's narrow width for two-wheeled vehicles, whether it's bicycles or dirt bikes. But that's a hidden secret that I probably shouldn't tell you about Weston County. A hundred miles over that's suitable for that. Now that doesn't mean it's all beautiful hiking trail. We have a, an extensive trail system that the enduro motorcycles come and use. And from the environmental end, it's out in the prairie on the edge of pine trees, juniper, and prairie. And it's a different ecosystem than the Flying V. It's a different riding experience. So we do take our mountain bikes out there. And if you want a good challenge, drop me a line and I'll give you a 40-mile loop that will challenge you with a lot a lot of fun fun riding and again it's a hidden secret that i'm willing to share about weston county now these single track trails are they open to e-bikes for example for sure those hundred miles out west of newcastle between newcastle and upton are 100 percent open for e-bikes for any user right now they are open for motorized two-wheeled vehicles uh, a three-wheel vehicle, like an adaptive bike, would still be able to use quite a few of these as well. I would be make sure you have somebody as a spotter if that's a use that you're going to be looking at. They are not rated for that or designed that way. These are more historical trails that were probably started 30 years ago and uh, still see good use and maintained, but from a different user group with a new user group of mountain bikers coming in and using those. And by the way, we have trails of those on our website as well that mm -hmm. folks can download a PDF uh, and put that on their phone and see where those are at. They're very distinctive once you're there. It's hard to get lost, but you just have to find a place to jump on the trail, and our maps would help you do that. Do you have any long-term plans for the organization and expansion of trails? Yeah, we do. You know... Anybody that's involved in building and maintaining trails, they could talk for hours about their vision of what they would like to do, and, and we're certainly no different on that. In fact, whenever Jeremy and I get together, we, uh, we come up with more project ideas than we are, are ever able to accomplish. But, but it is fun to sit down and talk about what our long-range visions are for this area because we get, we get really excited about that. And one of the things that I keep talking about is – that I would really like to see trail access from town. And we have been talking about some ideas for that. And, and I do think that we've got some options there. I think we have some opportunities 
to get some trails that would be accessible directly from town that could potentially at some point connect with uh, the Serenity Trail, for example, and provide people, you know, walking, mountain biking, running, hiking opportunities directly from town that could get them all the way up into that that area around the Serenity Trail. And so that's definitely one that we've talked about a lot. Probably an even bigger long-range plan, you know, or vision or or dream dream is probably a better term for it. Yeah. Thanks, Jeremy. Is building a trail all the way from the old quarry trails that all the way up to the Mallow Trail, which is up around Mallow Camp, which is about uh, 20 miles north of Newcastle. And there's some really just fun, beautiful, neat country in, in between those two trail systems and could be a really fun opportunity to put a long trail on the west side of the Black Hills, which currently there is nothing of that length over here. Well, short term, uh, I understand your organization has an event coming up. We do, Bruce. The Caveman Fun Run is coming up in May. Time's getting there pretty quick. So Caleb's the lead man on the, the event, but he's setting up a 5, 10, and 20K fun run walk um, event for the for people to come and participate on. Caleb? Yeah, so this is called the Caveman Fun Run. This will be our third year for the event, and we're really excited to bring it back again. Uh, last year was the first year that we held this as an official competitive trail race and offered awards and and, and what have you, and, and we had a great turnout last year. And I counted it as a success because everybody came across the finish line with a big smile on their face and couldn't wait to come and do it again. This, uh, this event is... It's in honor of Bill Colbrand, who uh, was a forester in this area for a long time, as well as a 4-H volunteer and a father, and very involved in the community. And his nickname was The Caveman, and that's where this event gets its name. But he was instrumental in helping start the trails at Serenity, as well as the Flying V. And so we are honoring him with this event and using it as an opportunity to showcase our trails, get people outside, get them excited about being out there, and, and hopefully encourage them to get back out there again on their own. So the good thing about this, Bruce, is it's not just a race. So after the race, we're going to have a re-grand opening. So these trails aren't brand new. They do have a lot new, a lot, a different look. But Bill and I started these trails almost nine years ago. And so it's a reopening, and we are very proud of where we're at with them. And we're inviting the community and the surrounding area to come see these trails, see what work has been put in, and see how fun they can be. We'll have guided tours. This would be a chance for somebody who wants to try mountain biking to try the trails for that. And if they don't know a route, we can either give them a route or guide them on a route. And same for kids. There's trails here that are very fun and designed for any age of a child to try what we'd call a flow trail. Uh, to spend a little bit of time doing that with the bank turns and the different features in those as well. So that's going to be after the official caveman run event. That'll start about 12, 1230. And uh, we'll have people there to assist with that, to guide uh, also, different organizations will be coming talking about their organizations. We'll probably have food available as well, and to make it just a fun day to enjoy our outdoors. And hopefully the snow will hold off this year. So this event, the Caveman Fun Run, will take place on Saturday, May 20th. The races 
uh, start at 8 o'clock in the morning. And then our plan is, is to have uh, free lunch at, beginning at 11.30, followed by the tours at about 12.30. And how do people register for the event? So registration for the Caveman Fun Run itself is through Ultra Sign Up. So you can either go to ultrasignup.com and search for the Caveman Fun Run, or you can go to our website and uh, find a link there and, and more information on the event, and as well as the trails and, and the tours. And like Jeremy said, we've got maps of all the various trail systems across the county on there as well. Hey, Bruce, are you a runner? No, I'm a hiker and a horseback rider. <laughs> I understand. I'm not a runner either, but my understanding, Caleb can correct me, but we have over 1,100 feet of elevation gain on this route, and that 20K does not double back on itself much, if at all. And yeah, it's it all, doesn't. It is all single track, and uh, it's a pretty challenging course for those that are inclined to run. Yeah, so the 20K has 2,000 feet of elevation gain, which is pretty significant for, for a race of that distance, I think. It's, it's definitely a course that's going to challenge you a little bit. Uh, the 10K has about 1,000 feet of elevation gain, and the 5K has about 500 feet of elevation gain. So for those of you that are trail runners, you know, that kind of gives you a perspective on what we're offering. Um, the other, one of the reasons we have the 5K, and I want to throw this out there because I've had a lot of people ask me if, if they could have their kids come out and, and run the 5K. And I would say absolutely. Um, my kids have been running the 5K the last couple of years and, and even the 10K for some of my older kids, and they absolutely love it. So I would highly encourage you know families of all ages to come out, make this a family event. Even if you don't want to run it, just come out and walk it. Come out and explore our trails because that's what we're all about. This sounds like a really good time, and I know I'll be there. And if folks want more information about the Flying V Trails, the Serenity Trails, or other outdoor opportunities in the Newcastle area, they can check out the Office of Outdoor Recreation's Wonder Map. And folks, please follow this podcast for continued outdoor recreation insights as we chat with interesting people about interesting places. Well, thanks for stopping by today, Caleb and Jeremy. Thank you, Bruce. Thanks, Bruce. Join us each week on Wyoming Pathway to Adventure. Your outdoor adventure awaits in Wyoming.